1: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. ATT.
0: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: Radio. Radio.
3: Welcome to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monty Bolaños. Thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon with Monty and me. Happy wild card weekend. The playoffs are officially here. Fun fact it's the first NFL playoffs without an appearance from Tom Brady or Peyton Manning since 1999. Wow. So we are in officially a new era. In I, the NFL. That's crazy.
4: Even though we know that, yeah. hearing it, you're yeah. just like,
3: oh, wow. Uh-huh. Wow. Oh. Yeah. A new era. Definitely. I know. Wow. We no. just filled out our playoff brackets like 15 minutes ago. We'll share those at some point. We both just like kind of peeked <laughs> over. I crossed something out like just, I said, once we go I'm, live, you can't change anything. Yeah. Like, that is your bracket. And I, I changed my Super Bowl winner like five <laughs> minutes ago. I'm like so on the fence. But yeah. I think I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. I don't know. And then I looked over at yours. You go, stop cheating. I'm like, you can't cheat if you've already <laughs> filled out your bracket. I'm just like looking like, oh, you crossed out a couple too and yeah. came back and forth. Yeah. No, I just was, it's it, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. It, and it all starts in about 30 minutes. Which is so exciting. Browns at Texans. That's the one you were kind of iffy about, which. I'm not iffy. You're iffy on that one. I'm iffy on that yeah, one. Yeah. I'm iffy I, on that one. I, again, I know. It's okay. We're going to get into that. <laughs> later. And then we have the freezer game. No, I can't. Tonight the Dolphins at Chiefs like I I was seeing four. videos of Chiefs fans no. already lined up no. in like minus 19 wind chill to try to get in to tailgate like Those fans deserve something. You don't function. No, you you, you do not something. I've worked I've worked outside in minus 10 Absolutely in St. Um, Paul. No, thank you. I again like I've I'm a beach girl. I grew up I grew up in L.A. <laughs> at the beach in Manhattan Beach. And I forgot gloves. I forgot a beanie. Like, for, like, prep day, I walk outside. My nose hairs froze. My lips froze. I was like, no, yeah. What, what do I do? I, How, like, words did not properly come out of my mouth. You have to, like, do warm-up exercises with your mouth. Like, hi, I'm I wish Alex. you guys could see <laughs> her right now.
4: I wish you guys could see what she looks like. Because it's not sexy. Let me tell you.
3: <laughs> I didn't even think... <laughs> you and that was
4: sexy so at least we're balanced you're here you're welcome we're balanced here yeah, oh, yeah that's man. right
3: we're off to a great start I, you guys
4: I've never been I think in weather that's below like maybe 10 degrees I've been at 10 degrees but I've never been below that like Let I don't know how you, I would handle shocks that. your system I, b- I believe it I shocks could barely handle that. your
3: system so this is going to be a gnarly one tonight and then the bills and Steelers game has officially been moved to Monday at 4 30 p.m. Eastern yes. because of crazy dangerous weather the New York governor implemented a full travel ban yeah. in Erie County starting at 9 p.m. tonight so smart move smart decision yeah, that means we got, we got a lot of football Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. How exciting. Which is great, you guys. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Now, we have so much to get to today. We, we have really such don't. a great show. We're going to keep you updated on all the Browns and Texans highlights once that game gets underway, we have LA Spectrum sports reporter Lil' Nikki K joining us at the bottom of the hour to talk some Rams, Lions games, Chargers, Lakers, Clippers, basically anything That's going right. on you know, with Clippers LA are, teams. Are doing I well. I'm proud of you, okay? Thank like you. Our teams have like <laughs> flip-flopped, we'll talk about that. When we get Nikki in 30 minutes. <laughs> bottom of hour two, we have Cowboys reporter Jane Slater, who's going to break down Oof. that Packers at Dallas game. She is putting in the work. She is on NFL Network all day today, so we're going to get her live at At the field. Exciting. That's gonna be a big one as well. We have producer Bo Benson with us today, technical producer Chris Perfett, and Eddie Garcia at the news desk. So we're gonna have a blast. A blast here today. We all know, let's just dive into it right now. We all knew that this week, this entire week, was gonna be a wild week for head coaches. Yes. Right? But I gotta be honest there were a couple that shook me. Dude, Like, right? this week, we said goodbye to some legendary coaches and their teams. Nick Saban in Alabama. Man. What? Yeah. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. What? Also, like, makes sense, but, but didn't, see right. didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming. But let's start with Bill Belichick leaving the Patriots after 24 years. As I expected, this is what I said last you weekend. Did. If not the weekend before. It's yeah. It was a mutual agreement. They... they, they both sides agreed that they would go their separate ways, right. which is how it should be. Just, yes, you could you know, fire Belichick. That word and you Belichick can. could not be in the same. It was sentence. the right move. Yeah. It's now been four seasons of disappointment since Tom Brady left. Bill will go down as the greatest coach in Patriots history and possibly of all time. But it's a billion dollar business, mm-hmm. as we talked about. And when you're not getting results, it's time. To shake things up. But his farewell presser did not seem like he was done coaching. No. Right? That was the nicest we've ever seen him dress. (laughs) The clearest (laughs) we have ever heard him speak. There was no mumbling. No. 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 And I was like, oh, you can speak clearly, Bill. There he is. Looked like he was presenting himself in a way that he's ready to coach. Yeah. A different team. It almost felt like a job interview. A little bit, yeah. A bit. He dressed For the occasion. And if he was planning to retire, he would have told us. Yes, he would have told us. Now, both Bill and Robert Kraft had these like planned speeches at the presser and said, you know, very nice things about each other. Let's start with uh, Robert Kraft talking about Bill.
5: At heart, I will always be a sentimental sports fan. So this is a very emotional day for me. Some of my happiest and most memorable moments were celebrated with my family during Bill's tenure here. Coach Belichick will forever be celebrated as a legendary sports icon here in New England, which makes this decision so hard. But this is a move that we mutually agreed that is needed at this time.
3: Yeah, that perfectly put. Yeah. Like he was legendary. Mm-hmm. He built a like like he he is the Patriots. They were a dynasty yeah. for an incredible amount of time. And Robert Kraft and the Patriots will be forever grateful for what he did. But it's a business and it's time to move on. And, and Bill, like you could tell he even kind of understood it. And, and this is what he had to say
5: so much thanks for the opportunity to to be a coach here for 24 years we had a vision of you know building a winner building a championship football team here that's exceeded, exceeded my my wildest dreams you know the fans here are amazing you know there's so many memories of the fans the the send-offs um, the parades the Sundays you know whatever the whatever the situations are the letters of support seeing the fans, you know, away from here, you know, at a gas station or a grocery store, or you know, wherever you bump into them, Uh, Patriot fans here, and not just in New England, but uh, they extend nationally and even internationally uh, as I've traveled. Uh, It's amazing how far the the arm reaches. We saw that this year in in Germany. So, uh, so appreciative of the fans for all the support they've given me, uh, my family, uh, and this football team.
3: The emotion. (laughs) Yeah. In Bill's voice. I don't know if we've ever heard that. No. Not to that clarity, not to that appreciation, not to... I think it's the first time, again, 24 years. You're, when you're in it, you don't actually, you can't t- you can't really like appreciate take a step the back moment. to be like, whoa, look what we accomplished. But like once you know you're moving on, that's the first time you're able to really look back. Uh, and and yeah. I ta- I've talked about this with a lot of players, legendary Hall of Famer players, where it's like when you're in it, you don't want to get too caught up in it. Of course. But the moment you kind of take a step back, you're like, wow, we did some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. That was epic. Now, as I mentioned, I don't think Bill's done coaching. I don't think so
4: either. No. Uh, I, the way you just said it, he just looked so
3: perky. Yeah. He yeah. would have said, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. He's here. Bill does not beat around the bush. Right. He tells you how it is. And that's who he is. That's his personality. Yeah. He didn't say that. So I very strongly believe, I, I would say 99% that he is going to land another coaching job. So possible landing spots for Bill. I would say there's like 3. Okay, what what three do you, three do you have? Ones. I have um the Falcons. Yeah. Good ownership. They have a decent draft pick to get a solid quarterback, 8th yeah. overall in the draft. Um Commanders, another one. They just hired their GM, mm-hmm. Adam Peters from the 49ers. He was the assistant GM. Uh I don't know if that will necessarily help or hurt Bill wanting to go there because he was the GM and head coach at the Patriots and likes having that overall. I think power no matter where he goes, he's gonna have. He's to, going to have to. It's give gonna be. That up. It's going to be. Nobody's a big, gonna give him that. Yeah. Yes.
4: So wherever he goes, I don't think he's gonna have that same
3: power. Not as much. Not he not will as definitely much. have a oh, say, yeah. but he won't have as much. Correct. Plus, Commanders have the second overall draft pick. They will get a great quarterback, and this is an incredible quarterback draft class. And then there's a dark horse that's kind of been rumoring this week. And Philly. Right, that's the one. If they lose this weekend, (laughs) they're saying Sirianni could be out. Right, I mean. And that could be a great top spot for Bill. Just kind of keep that in the back of your mind because it's all going to depend how the Eagles do during the playoffs. Yeah,
4: Bill needs to go to a team that is – kind of already established and just needs to get pushed over the hump. Yeah,
3: he's not, it's not, I don't see him doing a full rebuild. Right, like
4: starting from scratch.
3: But if he does have a top draft pick and gets to like develop a new franchise quarterback or you have a great system in place, I think that works. I also don't see him coming to the West Coast. He is an East Coast guy. So that's why I think more of these East I, Coast teams. The three you had are the three I actually had too. Okay. For those reasons. I, yeah. He, again, I just not even I didn't even
4: think about the East Coast, but good point. Yeah. Uh, I just think he's not going to go to a team that is starting new, starting fresh. He's got to go to an already kind of established team that just needs to fine tune things. Yeah. That he can get them over whatever hump they're stuck at. Yeah. You know. So, but I I, I think. The dark horse is one to definitely keep an
3: eye on and see what happens in the playoffs. I know. (laughs) But the Patriots didn't waste any time, you guys, hiring their new head coach. Kraft hired Mayo. Yeah. I love that. Kraft (laughs) and Mayo. Gerard Mayo is the new head coach of the Patriots. He played for Bill Belichick. He won a Super Bowl in 2014. He's been the Patriots linebacker's coach since 2019, so he's coached under Bill. And last year... The Panthers requested an interview. Mayo declined the interview. There's, It's now been reported that the Patriots informed Mayo last year that he would be the next in line to right. be the head coach. So this is, this didn't come as a surprise Not to anybody within the organization or anybody that kind of had that understanding of what was next. But it also kind of feels like they're doing the same thing, right? This is another Bill guy. He's another defensive guy. Doesn't have the head coaching experience, but they are taking a risk on a younger guy, similar to kind of what the Rams did with Sean McVay. Mayo is 37 years old. Yeah he's, a part of, yeah, he's a part of the Patriots family, the Patriots way. It's such a specific culture and a way that they do things there. So you kind of knew it was going to be someone that was connected with I, the Patriots.
4: I'm so surprised about it.
3: But clearly they had decided this. Now, did they know that they were going to have this
4: many coaches available at this time because obviously this was in the contract and I think yeah. it was supposed to happen next year yeah they just sped it up yeah because it,
3: was, it was the worst season as you of said Bill a yeah you know it yeah, so wasn't working
4: they sped it up but it's like I wonder how they feel like if Robert Kraft is like man look at all these available coaches mm. I I just he didn't know this was going to be the situation no I I am surprised that they though had already decided because of all wait, wait, he's he is not A product of Bill Belichick, but he has been under Belichick in so many ways as a player and as a coach. You can only imagine there's going to be a lot of similarities in the way the the Patriots move forward.
3: Yeah. And you have to remember, the Patriots are in position to get a top quarterback with the third overall draft pick. So that could be a key piece Mm -hmm. to Mayo's success, right? The roster they have right now is not good enough, obviously. Yeah. The record shows mm-hmm. that, um, and they need pieces. They need to upgrade some pieces. There's a lot of top quarterbacks in the draft. Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, Jaden Daniels, Heisman winner, uh, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix. Like, There's plenty of to figure out who you think is going to work best within your system.
4: Yeah, and I guess it helps the Patriots that Mayo has been there, right? So yeah. it's, he's not stepping into something brand new, which is a positive. Yeah. He's stepping into something he's familiar with. Yeah. That has to help him mm-hmm. in the long run. So even though he is a rookie coach, yeah, he's not that rookie
3: no. coming into that organization. No, 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 no. Not totally. No,
4: yeah. Which is a good thing
3: for him. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do one more here just because we're, we'll stay in the NFL, I'll keep college coaches for the next segment here. But Pete Carroll uh. and the Seahawks. Uh, Pete also didn't feel like he was done yeah. as of now, he's going to be an advisor for the Seahawks. So they moved him from the field to the front office. Uh, but if he gets another offer to be a head coach, I believe he's out of there in a moment. And what if he goes back to college. Interesting. <laughs> what
4: if he goes back
3: to very, college? Very interesting. I mean, and even in his presser, he said he wanted to, he, he fought he, yeah. he fought yeah. to stay the head coach.
2: I see it one way
0: and, and I think uh, I got a way to fix it and I, I'm not going to kind of halfway fix it. I'm trying
2: to fix it so it's perfect. So I, I've got you know real precise and specific thoughts and they may not see it that way they may not agree with it. they may not see that that's the right answer
0: or that's not the answer that makes them feel good and, and uh, the difficult part if you guys could, could know is it's really hard because they're not football. People, you know, they're not coaches,
2: and so to get to the real details of it, it's really difficult.
3: Yeah, he—he yeah. was—he did not. No, he was want shook. This. Yeah, you could tell he was shook. Yeah. a little. He wasn't ready for it. Um, yeah, I, I could see Pete coaching again, again. for but sure. Who's who's, who's gonna want to take a chance on? You know,
4: yeah. No, he's gonna go back to college, ah. and Russell Wilson's gonna go back to the Seahawks.
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Okay, hot take, but we'll see. We're gonna On that note, we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, um, is Jim Harbaugh done in Michigan? If so, where does he go? You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox
0: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If you dare,
3: hey, I love this song. Yeah, you're it's a good listening one. to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monty Bolaños. We are broadcasting live from the Tyrack.com studios in Los Angeles. And you guys, as we talked about in the first segment, this is the week for head coaches. We didn't get to hit Nick Saban no. in the first segment. So, I just want to give him his flowers because he officially retired from Alabama and he it feels like Saban is actually done done. coaching um he said obviously he's going to stick around to help with the transition but what an incredible career seven national championships six with Bama one with LSU five-time SEC coach of the year 297 career wins as fifth all-time 28 years of greatness and just like I like that. Twenty-eight years of greatness. Yeah, uh, some of the NFL players that he produced. Let me just—I
6: saw
4: that
3: list, and you're yeah. just like, "Are you kidding me?" It's insane. <laughs> Quarterbacks: Jalen Hurts, Tua, Bryce Young, Mac Jones. Running back: Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris, Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson. Wide receiver: Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley. Like it, this man knows how to form and create. Talent. So, congratulations. I can't imagine how excited every team in college football is right now right. to not have Nick Saban still coaching, except for Washington, because just two days after he retired, Alabama offered Washington's head coach, uh, Kalen DeBoer, the job. Yeah. So, that's. Uh, that was quick. Yeah, they had to. Y- you got to think about it, it has to be quick because of the transfer portal, because. Sure. Of just everything involved with players and how quickly they will move on from a team pending on the coach and the situation. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep it rolling, you know? Do you think Washington players are upset? Oh
4: yeah. Right? We, like I would be so mad. We just yeah, went to transfer. the championship. Yeah, game. they're
3: gonna transfer and some are gonna go. With uh, probably. The, yeah. Oh yeah. Like they're it, they so messy. They it's so leave. messy. Caleb Williams. Hello. Yeah, yeah. All right, but let's shine a light on the champ, you guys. Congrats. To Jim Harbaugh for overcoming all of the adversity and winning the national championship, Michigan's first title since 1997 is the last time it's a four-team playoff format. They mm-hmm. went undefeated, 15 and 0, and they just absolutely dominated Washington. They really did. Like it's it was not close, which no. is weird because it felt like Penix couldn't miss a pass. Prior. against Texas and then he just was not the same guy yeah. against Michigan. Give it
4: up for Michigan. Their game plan was yeah. way more effective than whatever game plan Washington had. And I had I took Washington. I you know took that you, uh, you took Michigan. I was texting you during yeah. the game, baby. And you're right. Like the score, you know, Michigan came out hot and yeah. then the score stayed relatively close, but the game didn't look close. No, not at That's all. That's what the problem was. No. Even though they didn't score again until the end, but it was like Michael yeah. Penix Jr. did not look the way we had seen him
3: throughout the entire season. No, Jim Harbaugh absolutely crushed yeah. that that game plan. Yeah. So now the big question is, will he stay or will he move on and move back to the NFL? Because if he does, he's going to be the flashiest name, yeah. one of the flashiest names on the market. Plus, you have to take into consideration, you know, the NCAA is still investigating all of the allegations, the Correct. Cheating allegations which is everything a big thing. that went down this year. I say, you get out of there, have a fresh start, knowing that you accomplish and, you know, reach the ultimate goal that you were trying to do at Michigan, and now try to accomplish that next goal, which is win a Super Bowl in the NFL. But Harbaugh was actually asked about that this week during his presser.
6: And all those accomplishments in the big person's table, would you want to add winning Super Bowl to that?
5: I just want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this. Uh, and I hope you give me that. You know, can, you, can a guy have that? Does it? Does it always have to be? You know, what's next? What's? What's the future? Um, you know, like I said the other day. Yeah, I hope I hope to have a future. Um, hope there's a tomorrow, a day after tomorrow. You know, a next week and next month. The next year
3: he's great he is great
4: he, and, and it's a he makes a answer. great point yeah Can we just enjoy this like
3: and it's true yes but but if he is moving on to the nfl these teams need to figure out their head coaching position fairly quickly so what's the best landing spot for jim harbaugh and why is it the chargers <laughs> just putting it out there i was listening to um Go NFL Chargers. Yep, go. NFL Network this morning. There were reports that he has a meeting set with the Chargers. The Chargers obviously keeping options open, but are willing to do whatever it takes if this is where he wants to go. I personally think it's the best fit. They have their franchise quarterback. They have a lot of weapons and pieces in place. The GM spot is open so he could have a say with who he works with. Beautiful place to live. Biased, of course. It's my hometown. Um, and he can walk in and just have a great team in place. Yeah,
4: I still think there's a really big chance he stays in Michigan. And I think we're waiting. There's stories out there that he wants to be Mm -hmm. where he's wanted the most. And that he wants confirmation from Michigan that if the NCAA comes in here, they're going to protect him. That he wants that. There's also that he wants to stay with J.J. McCarthy. He has not declared for the draft yet. They haven't until Monday. So I think it's really like, stay Or the Chargers, but J.J. McCarthy, if he declares for the draft, everybody is pointing to, he would probably fall for maybe number 13th. You know who has
3: 13th pick? The Raiders. So it's like, he could go to the Raiders, and then they would draft J.J. McCarthy. Antonio Pierce is like, the players are ride or die for their interim head coach right now. Yeah, said said he would request a trade trade if if Antonio Pierce is not the next head coach. I, I think it would hurt. Raiders team morale if Pierce wasn't hired. Um, I and, and Harbaugh would not feel wanted, like he wants to feel, feel wanted, as you just mentioned, by the players as much as if he was at Chargers or Michigan. I don't think he's saying at Mission just because of all the NCAA stuff. Did
4: you also happen to hear what he said to Scott Van Pelt after he won the Natty? He said. They, he asked him he's like so what do you when do you guys start practice again he's like well we usually start practice on February 14th because we love football but we're gonna push it back one month and enjoy it so we're gonna start in March that's what he said to Scott Van Pelt yeah
3: so it's like I'm telling well, you well yeah cause right now he hasn't made a decision yet. he is still the head coach at Michigan so you have to stay in that mentality until you make a public proper decision of where you're gonna go but we gotta right now we gotta check in with Eddie Garcia to see what's trending <laughs>
5: Well, NFL's Super Wildcard Weekend is about to get underway. They are ready to go in Houston, where the Texans are hosting the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland checks in 11-6. and six. Houston, the AFC South winners are 10-7, but they win the division, so they get to host the game. These two teams did face each other. Week 16, that was a 36-22 win for the Browns. Now, C.J. Stroud, the star rookie quarterback for the Texans, did not play in that game. He was out with a concussion. Joe Flacco, the old veteran who joined the team late for Cleveland, was the quarterback in that game for the Browns. One injury note in this one, the Cleveland kicker Dustin Hopkins is out. So Riley Patterson, who could be in the spotlight in this one, will be kicking for Cleveland. Coming up 8 p.m. Eastern time, the second game of the day in Kansas City. Chiefs host the Dolphins. Forecast has the temperature below zero at kickoff. Both teams are 11 and 6. They did face each other week nine in Frankfurt, Germany. That was a Kansas City 21-14 victory. There are reports that Miami wide receiver Jalen Waddell and running back Raheem Mostert will both play in this game. Waddle is nursing an ankle injury, Mostert a knee and ankle injury. We've got two playoff games today, and now we've got two on Sunday and two on Monday because the NFL announced earlier today the Bill Steelers game originally scheduled for Sunday has been moved to Monday because of severe weather in Buffalo. So the game on Monday now scheduled for a 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. Kickoff and one note from one of the Sunday games: Philadelphia Eagles not going to have wide receiver A.J. Brown for that game against Tampa because of a knee injury some finals from college basketball today number three kansas beat number nine oklahoma 78 66 in our only matchup of ranked teams top ranked purdue knocks off penn state 95 66 number five tennessee beat georgia 85 79 7th Seventh-ranked north carolina oliver syracuse 103 67 wins in the top 25 for number 15 wisconsin and number 22 creighton and in the nhl the capitals beat the rangers three to two. Now back to Monty Bellanos and Alex Curry in the Tyrac.com Fox Sports Radio Studios.
3: Thank you, Eddie. You're listening to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monty Bellanos. We are broadcasting live from Tyrac.com studios in Los Angeles. Thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon with Monty and me. But it is time to bring in our first guest of the day. She covers every sport imaginable happening here in L.A. I also can confirm she's a great person to go golfing with because she's here for a great time. Not a long time. Please welcome little Nikki K. <laughs> the, you know what,
2: Alex? I think, put that on my tombstone. So here for a good time. Not a long time. You know <laughs> How what? We are, would we
3: say we're professionals at having fun? Like, <laughs> yep. yeah. we're just going to have a great time.
2: <laughs> we're majoring in joy over here. We are here. majoring. That's what,
3: that's, PhD in joy. Nice. That's, is what it. We have. That's it. Hi, ladies.
2: Happy
3: Saturday. Hi. Happy Saturday. Nikki, let's start with wild card weekend. Rams taking on the Lions tomorrow night. There are so many great storylines mm-hmm. surrounding this game. The biggest being Matthew Stafford returning to Detroit. Fans wanting to ban Stafford jerseys. How has this been affecting the locker room, motivating the Rams locker room?
2: I love the move by Detroit. You know, they, they've they celebrated and heralded Matthew Stafford. He's had his time there, but now they realize this is a moment they've been waiting for over three decades for to have that playoff game, get that playoff win. So uh, bravo to the fans in the great city of Motown, right? But um, when you talk about how it's affecting the Rams, all the veterans spoke this week, from Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, and... Each one took the podium with the same kind of approach as that, you know, just another game. Obviously, Matthew Stafford saying, I'm not expecting anything. I know I'm coming in as the bad guy. I'm excited for the opportunity. But he also added the biggest thing is to continue to trust what we've been doing because the Rams were three and six at the bye week, and he says they've been in playoff mode ever since then. But if you really take a step back and look big picture, like, these guys can talk the talk of being cool, calm, collected and not being fazed by, you know, the stage that they're about to set foot on. But I, I think even Matthew Stafford, if you, you know, really poked at him and, and asked what he's feeling internally, it's going to be an emotional return without a doubt.
3: Oh, yeah. Now, speaking of emotion, it's the first time in NFL history two quarterbacks are playing their former teams in the playoffs. So there is going to be so much emotion in in this game. But also, I don't think most people thought that the Rams were going to be here. Yeah. This was a quote, rebuild season <laughs> for the Rams, and now Sean McVay has them in the playoffs and looking extremely dangerous. What's been the most impressive thing about the Rams this season?
2: Well when you talk about that, you know, nobody nobody saw this coming. I don't think anybody saw the emergence of Kyron and Puka Nakua mm-hmm. as these two rookie stars in the Rams offensive unit right which they've just really powered and been options for Matthew Stafford taking the load off of someone like Cooper Cup. so I would say that's been the most pleasant surprise about this quote-unquote rebuild year is that these guys delivered when when all expectations weren't even there and um, it, it's been so fun to watch Puka Nakua such a humble kid um, and, and it's it's when you see them breaking records and having everyone in the, around the league saying their names, because they're not just you know dominant as rookies in their own right. In their respective positions, they've had standout seasons as some of the best in the league. So for me, that's something I have truly enjoyed about this Rams team. And I think if you even talk to Rams fans about this playoff game, and I've had these conversations with some casual fans around me, is that you know being being cheerleaders of Jared Goff and his journey they would they would not be upset if the lions were the ones to walk away victorious and and rams nation is well aware that if the rams win this game you know it's the, the task and the test gets taller and more challenging as the playoffs progress. So, I think if you are a Rams fan, I know there are no moral victories here, but I, I don't think you can lose
3: in this game. I think it's awesome. I'm with you on that.
6: No. Yes. No. I mean,
3: all no. Once you, you are to gone, be it is gone. You are you are the enemy now. We are no. not friends. We can be friends <laughs> off of the field, but on the field, it is on like Donkey Kong. I think both you can be not- true. No. Could, yes. Yeah. I think I think both can be true too, Alex. Yeah. Like bring it on, like Donkey Kong. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know. Of course. I'm of going course. to agree to disagree. With both of you.
4: <laughs> All right, Nikki. Let's talk about the Chargers this week. Just crazy coach wise, retiring people, just being you know let go, mutually parting ways. But the Chargers are still the talk with who is going to be the next head coach. What is the latest that you've heard? Obviously, Jim Harbaugh is the name that keeps being attached to the Chargers.
2: Alex really oh my, wants that. Oh tell her, God. tell uh, her I, I, what you know. I see it. Uh, well, I'm with Alex. You know, Harbaugh is so great for the sport of football, and how fun of an opportunity would that be to have him in our market and to engage with him? The quotes this man says, you know, Oof, on the yeah, daily are our gift to us. As, it's gold. As, as, <laughs> it's, it's honestly, I can't get enough of him. And if he if he brought. All of that to Los Angeles, oh my gosh i'd be so excited, but I know the latest in terms of tangible candidates the chargers have interviewed. They did interview Todd Monkin, who's um, baltimore's offensive coordinator and and you would hope i they they've all, that was their fourth coaching candidate they've spoke with. You would hope that the chargers do tend to lean um, offensively with their selection when you've got you know, the talent that you have in Justin Herbert. And I, I mean, if we just lean into this Harbaugh native or narrative, rather, how. Would that be he, he, him having played for the Chargers? Yeah. I think it was head coach of University of San Diego when the Chargers were in San Diego, and not to mention he's a former quarterback himself. So I'm all for the Harbaugh narrative and storyline. Um, haven't heard any, uh, you know, tangible uh, nuggets that he is going to be the guy. But you hope the Spanos family at least uh, brings him in for an interview. Totally.
3: Yeah, thank you. I, I got <laughs> chills as you were like listening to all those things. I was like, yeah. see, it just feels right. <laughs> we love a good okay? narrative. We love a good narrative. We love it, and it's he just—he would fit in Hollywood. All right, mm-hmm. he's, he's made. Really, yes. he's made for Hollywood. Okay, even uh, though he said he wants to be
2: married a Michigan man, he's that—that. <laughs> I mean, he is. Like,
3: He—he's already like etched in their history books. Yep. Like he did yep. that. Now let's go to your next call. Uh-huh. Let's move on to the NBA, though, because the Lakers have not looked great oh, since winning the in-season <laughs> tournament. So how about those char- those Clippers? Yeah, that's those right. We'll get to that's them true. in a second. We'll get to them in a second, okay? <laughs> First, mm-hmm. I, I, it breaks my heart yeah. to talk about Lake Show right now. But what, like, can put your finger on it. Like, what is the reason for their struggles right now? Well, I, I saw
2: this so accurately tweeted by Alan Sliwa, who uh, hosts the Lakers radio post-game show. He said, 39 games in. And I still have no clue what this team is. Mm-hmm. And the, the lack of consistency is the underlying root of all of this team's issues right now at 19 and 20. And it is remarkable to think that like, just a month ago they were popping champagne and smoking cigars right. for winning the in-season tournament. And Did they peak what too we soon? Really, right? <laughs> uh, you do Right? And, and, and another NBA player has said, you don't want to be playing your best basketball in December. And Right now, the Lakers role players have been kind of plagued by injuries, illnesses, absences. For whatever reason, this team hasn't been able to have consistent rotations, consistent starting lineups, consistent finishing lineups. And it's creating issues on the court as to be expected. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, then you get reports coming from the athletics that, like, you know, players are unhappy with their minutes. and, And as with any LeBron James Team about midseason when things aren't going great then questions about the coaching stability start yep. coming in you know and so it's just it's not what you I would say uh nine times out of ten the franchises that go on to win championships in the NBA are a source of you know they're stable and yeah. they know what like look at Denver Denver's locker room right now you, you don't hear anything out of them yeah. And if even if they do make moves at the trade trade deadline, you haven't heard of them. So it's um, it's just interesting. And and speaking of that trade trade deadline coming around February eighth, oh, yeah. it's going to be uh, intriguing to see what moves the Lakers front office makes. Do you
4: think if the Lakers do not make the playoffs, that the in season tournament just kind of now it's like no. what's the point of that? No. You don't think it, oh, it
3: tarnishes no, it, it? it was trying to engage everybody. Right, it it, it right, hit the goal. It hit right. the goal that they were trying to do. Right, but
4: now for the future, if yeah. this team doesn't make the playoffs, everyone's going to be like, then what's the point of this tournament? What does this mean? No. It's it just, it's it not yeah.
2: think you. I don't think you can co- correlate, right, when you talk about causation and correlation. I think you can look at, like, yes, the Lakers won the in-season tournament, and then they didn't go on to win, you know, to make the playoffs. But I don't think you say, you know, because of, A, or A because of B, right? Like, I don't think one thing leads to the other. I think it would be maybe more an indication of the roster building and the talent that ultimately the Lakers were working with.
4: Yeah, speaking of identity, the Clippers, I think, have found their identity, Nikki. Yeah, they did. You know, losing five, six in a row with James Harden, they seem to know what they're doing. And big thing that I see, tell me if I'm wrong, they seem to be, like, happy and, like, having fun. That's
2: the key. Well, and Monty, I have to give you know all the, all the credit to James Harden here yeah. because I, I spoke to someone on the Clippers coaching staff and I said, what is working and, and why? And you talk about James Harden and what he brings um, offensively to this Clippers team. He has been putting in the work after practice to – develop pick and roll chemistry with nice. role players building their confidence but not only that his presence in the pick and roll I mean Paul George went on to have 35 37 points in 35 minutes last night and he made it look easy he didn't have to work too hard for those um he because of the gravity that James has on the court so what you're seeing is a group of veteran players uh um, who really get it and that get that, you know, not every guy has to have a big night every night. And that maturity is really helping them develop and become, uh, I would put them in a championship contender right. position right. right now.
3: All right, Mons, just live in that, live in that happy right now. Let's see what happens and if we can continue yes. it during the postseason because we haven't seen yeah, that Kauai yet.
4: Yeah, the to stay healthy. Right. That was-
3: in the, Prioritize
4: that uh-huh. in the words of Harbaugh, can I just
3: enjoy this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just- <laughs> gonna say, take your moment. Can I just Take <laughs> your moment. Nikki, we love you so much. Thank, Thank you. you for coming love on the you show. You were great. Yes. Happy Saturday. Yes. 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 Love Thank that. You. Girl power. All right. When we come back, the do's and the don'ts in sports, you're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monty Bolaños. We are broadcasting live from the TowerC.com studios in Los Angeles. Thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon with Monty and me. We have Saturday wildcard weekend. We are still scoreless in the Cleveland Houston game. Uh, eight minutes left in the first, so uh, we'll keep you updated on that That's if right. anything happens, if anything goes down. But right now, it is time for the do's and the don'ts this week in sports. I love it.
0: Highlighting the do's. Ooh, I love that. And putting a spotlight on the don'ts. The subject
3: brings me no joy.
6: Don't do that. Are you on crack? It's
0: time for the do's and the don'ts in sports.
3: Okay, well, my first do, I don't think it's happening anymore. But I still want to, like, you know, give the bills a pat on the back. Yeah, sure. The bills were going to pay Uh, anybody eligible, 18 or older, or with a proper working permit papers. To show up to get $20 an hour plus free food to shovel out all the snow from the stadium tonight through the morning. But now the game is moved to Monday. So I'm curious if if it's still crazy. They'll probably do that then Sunday or like all of Monday. And then also another addition. Help your fans. I don't know if you saw this, but Jordan Love helped a young girl out of a snowdrift. No. Yeah, she posted it. Just a fun little oh, like helping hand, you guys. Yes. I love that. All
4: right, I've got a, a do, and this is great. Okay. So there are regulations where sometimes you can't use a highlight right if a game is going on. Okay. So this guy, Sam Ali, the sports director for Mid Michigan Now, big Michigan fan. Yeah. The game is going on. He's working. He can't use highlights. So he draws like pictures of the players <laughs> and these illustrations come up and he's like, oh, Donovan Edwards, and it's a stick figure with the jersey. Wait. Dude, so good. And then at the end, it's Harbaugh holding a trophy. I'm telling yeah. you, like, draw like he just did him on the spot. Oh, that's cute. And used it to tell what was happening in oh, the Michigan cute. Washington game. So good. I love So that. good.
3: I love that. Okay another do do support and surprise your former teammates family coaches so Russell Wilson surprised Pete Carroll at his farewell party or like you know yeah farewell from coaching he's still in the front office as of now um in Seattle which was interesting because they didn't have a great ending a couple of years ago but Russ is probably missing Pete now compared to what he's dealing with in Denver being told they don't really know what his future is they haven't made a decision yet and he's just like Pete I miss you what we had like wasn't that bad you don't don't realize what you got till it's gone. It's true. Perfect scenario.
4: It's true. Uh, big don't. Kay. Don't boo a dead man. Did you see this oh. at the Bulls game? Jerry Cross and his is heartbreaking. I know, y'all. This just, is just I... like.
3: What Even are you doing? Even if you didn't like
4: the guy, it's just like that. Uh, it was, and if you watch it, if you watch his widow, it's just like an awful moment. Don't, don't boo. I... No, man.
3: don't do, no, that. Don't don't do, do that. that. Okay, I got one more. Do find your way into the Legends Suite. Uh, we had a couple Hall of Famers and heavy hitters all in the same suite at the National Championship game. <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter, Travis Scott. I would love to hear those conversations. Right? Jeter's like one of the most incredible humans ever. I got to work with him like all playoffs long. He's a new member of MLB on Fox. That's so a flex. big fan. Flex. All right. When we come back, who's upsetting Wild Card Weekend? <laughs> You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to Hour 2 of Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monty Bolaños. We are broadcasting live from a TireRack.com studios in Los Angeles. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon with Monty and me. Yes. Let's have a great Hour 2. We finally... Uh, we finally got some points on the board right now. Houston's uh, up by three. Oh, but Flacco's looking to make a run right now. So it, it, we'll keep you updated yeah. on all these highlights as they continue to happen. We have Cowboys reporter Jane Slater joining us at the bottom of the hour to break down that epic game tomorrow. We'll have uh, our wild card weekend picks.
4: <sighs> I'm uncomfortable with my picks, but, you know,
3: it's okay. Super wild card weekend. Uh, next Next segment. <laughs> We'll get to those. Um, but as we mentioned, it's wild. It is. It's wild. There's going to be some upsets this weekend, Ugh. right? Yes. We don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to happen. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to go through every game in order. Got it. Okay? Got it. We're going to share who needs to win more and why. You give me your thoughts as to why. Are there any jobs on the line? Like what, what is – Gotcha. What are, what's the low down here? Yeah. Okay. So let's get started with the game that's happening right now. Okay, Browns at Texans. As we mentioned, the game is uh, underway. Houston is up 3-0 in the first. uh, But the Browns are on a good little run right now. We'll let you know if anything happens there. Two incredible quarterback stories here, right? You have Joe Flacco and the Browns who came off the couch, (laughs) went 4-1. Great story. It's insane. C.J. Stroud for the Texans, second overall pick in the draft. You know, just... Rook, put on a rookie of the year campaign yeah. with a rookie head coach, but who needs to win more here? First of all, the Browns made their bed with Deshaun Watson. <laughs> now they're stuck with it. I, that I, wrong. I think they made the wrong move, of but they're they they're stuck with it, <laughs> and now they are just in a quarterback carousel. Okay, and Joe Flacco has come to save the day for them. So I think the Texans need to win this one more to prove that they are the real deal, and a playoff win with a rookie quarterback a rookie head coach would just be absolutely incredible oh Flacco Oh, okay almost did he get the touchdown no no no. very close though you're right it was close um maybe a yard out it would be their first playoff win since 2019 the Texans Mm -hmm. that they had with Deshaun Watson and they've completely turned this franchise around this year with CJ Stroud Um, and it feels like the Texans are just getting started so I, I think it would be bigger for them to win this game. So
4: I think for both of them, they're playing with house money. I I really think they're both kind of like, we're happy to be here type of thing. The Texans what, Like no one
3: expected them. Yeah. Nobody. Touchdown! I, I don't think the Texans
4: touchdown, yes, yeah. and maybe a push up while we're at it. Why not? Uh the Texans a brand new coach, a brand new quarterback. I don't think many people thought they were going to be this good. They are good. And so I think they're just happy to be here. With the Browns, is the same thing. After losing Nick Chubb in, what, week two? I think the Browns were also like, man, what are we going to do? Especially not just Deshaun Watson and that stupid contract. He hadn't played in how long? Like, I don't think they knew what they were going to do. And the fact that they're still here alive and kicking and looking good, I feel like they're both playing with house money. Honestly, I, I I don't think one needs the win more than the other. If I'm being honest, for this particular game,
3: for Ugh, this, this was one. this was my toughest game to choose. To choose was it because I really believe. I mean, it could go like Cleveland has the best defense, yeah, no question this season. Uh, I think CJ Stroud and the Texans are one of the cooler stories of yeah. completely turning the season around. Um, so it really can go either way. Yeah, but we'll get we'll get to those picks. Yeah a little later let's move on to the game tonight okay mm-hmm. dolphins at chiefs it's going down the freezer bowl <laughs> yeah in uh kansas city i mean game conditions are insane i cannot believe it's it. like zero below zero, like zero. minus what 30 with a wind chill no one can properly function you guys in this weather we talked about it a little in the first yeah. first segment top of the show like Your body does not function properly below zero. I know. Like, anything. So, like, imagine (laughs) trying to catch a frozen ball. Right. Like, imagine trying to throw a frozen ball in these conditions. Like, it's going to be a running game. A handoff running game. Yeah. Like, don't, oh, it's going to be crazy. Okay. (sighs) (laughs) This one, this one's really interesting. Obviously, Tyreek Hill going home, uh, playing his former teammate. Um, He had some interesting things to say about that this week.
6: I haven't texted Mahomes since they beat our ass. And uh, I texted Kelsey. He still hasn't texted me back. He's probably still on his tennis Swift thing. But, um, (laughs) yeah, man, those guys are too famous for me now, I guess. You
3: know, good bullet-to-board material for Tyreek, not hearing back from Mahomes or Kelsey. But again, like I just said, it's dog mentality. Like, we're not friends right now. We are sure. enemies going against each other. But also not the usual trash talk that you hear from Tyreek Hill, like, the week before the game. Like, he's not hyping up his team. He's not hyping up him and Tua. That was kind of like his shtick the first half of the season when they were rolling. Um, he's probably not going to get a ton of passes in yeah. these conditions. Um it's interesting here because the Chiefs. I don't, I don't think it's as bad. <laughs> this is a weird saying if they lose because they're not their best version of themselves. Okay, we've seen the issues they have all season. They don't have a ton of offensive weapons. Um, they have the most drops in the league this season. It feels like it's going to be a very low scoring game with some. L- There's going to be a lot of luck. Yeah, involved. Lucky bounces. Lucky slips. Lucky whatever it goes. Um. I think the Dolphins have more to prove. Okay, if they like, they need to prove like to win this to prove like we are the real deal.
4: So I I totally agree with you that that's what the Dolphins need the win for to yeah. prove that they're not just this offensive powerhouse that can only beat mediocre teams. Right? They have that to prove. But I want to give the edge to Kansas City. They're trying to establish themselves as a dynasty. Yeah, that's what they're, that it's big picture. Oh,
3: definitely, and they definitely are. But this is not the year. But some people aren't giving it to them. It's not if their year. And,
4: and if they don't have it this year. Next no. year, with Joe Burrow back,
3: AFC is going to be a lot harder. So again. I, I'm big on the like you need three titles to be considered a dynasty. Right. Mahomes has even come out and said right, that. Right, right. So it's yeah, they are, and they also has, has in, to the be in the midst, in the mid. You know, but yeah. You know what I'm saying?
4: I think like. Next year, it's going to be harder to be
3: right. They're going to go out. They're going to get weapons. They're going to. They need to. And if they don't, like, what are you doing?
4: But the AFC, as we can see, is already looking really good this year. Bring the Bengals next year. Oh, it's going to be even harder. So you have to. You have to win now. And so I'm. I'm giving the Chiefs that they. They need the win more than the Dolphins. That's – I'm going to give okay. it – yeah.
3: And also, just a reminder, us saying who needs to win more is not necessarily who we are picking to win the games, okay? Yeah. We're going to give that later. This yeah. is just, like, who we think needs organization – yeah. obviously, like, they both need it, right? They you both need, need it. it to of move course. On. Right, that's, right, that's, right, right. That's how it works. Um, okay, let's move on to Steelers at Bills, which has officially been moved to Monday at 4.30 Eastern due to extreme dangerous weather conditions. But – Where they they were the next game, you know, when we were putting this together. (laughs) But it's got now. It's going to be interesting to see what the weather is like on Monday. If it's as bad, I I don't think it's going to be great. I don't like. Obviously, hopefully, it's going to be better because they're moving it. So who needs to win more here? I am all over. The Bills and Josh Allen. The Bills have been Super Bowl like in that Super Bowl conversation for years and have underperformed. Now you have a playoff game at home versus backup quarterback, no TJ Watt. The Bills have to win this game. They've been on a they've been on a roll, winning their last five games of the regular season. Like they have to win this game. I am one hundred
4: percent with you. The Bills need to win this game. You just mentioned they have been in the conversation of being the it. team for what three years now four years and they have not been able to deliver to what everybody was expecting even just reaching the super bowl right and so they need to do it i think like jobs are on the line in buffalo also like they Okay. They need to capitalize on the fact that they turn the season around after okay. a rough
3: start. So that's that's one game where you feel like a, a jobs are on the line.
4: I do feel like jobs could be on the line in Buffalo.
3: All right, this next game, I feel like jobs could 1, be on 000%. the line. 1,000%. Packers at <laughs> Cowboys. This might be the most interesting matchup to me. Who needs to win more? I'm going to say the Cowboys, hands yeah. down. Um, Everyone Because the that. Cowboys are heavy favorites. But there's a couple things to think about here, Right they don't have a great playoff record. They've only won four playoff games since 1997. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Cowboys are undefeated at home this season. So if their first loss is this wild card game, it's not going to look good for their main guys. I feel like Dak and Mike McCarthy are playing for their jobs tomorrow. We're going to talk to NFL networks, Cowboys insider, Jane Slater at the bottom of the hour. She'll give us all the inside information there. She has been like with this team, not only all season, but every day this week, um, But the other thing to look at the other side, Jordan Love and the Packers are coming in with nothing to lose. Right. No one is expecting them to win. And that is the most dangerous time to face a team. That underdog mentality of like, yeah, come on, doubt me. Let me prove you wrong.
4: Right. I 100% agree with you with Dallas needs this win way more than the Packers. The Packers, I think, are like, again, we're happy to be here. We found our franchise quarterback when we weren't sure at the start of the season. And here they are. I agree. It's Nobody's thinking that they're going to make any moves against the Cowboys, which is dangerous mm-hmm. uh, because they have nothing to lose. Happens. But, yeah, the Cowboys, I mean, like, the last time that they went as far as the NFC Championship and it was 1995 when they went on to win the Super Bowl. But you mentioned four playoff wins in how many?
3: 27-ish years, 25 years, whatever. Since 1997. Yeah. Like, it's a long time. It's a long time. For, for like, the sake of the I want, franchise. I want to believe that the Cowboys can do it, but there hasn't been a track record to show me that they can get it done in the playoffs. The
4: only reason you should feel comfortable if you're a Cowboys fan is how, how the season ended. It ended on a really positive note for also, the Also that you're undefeated
3: at home and you're playing at Correct. home. Correct. So but, that's that's the upside there. Yeah,
4: So I, but I, I think jobs
3: are on the line for sure. Definitely. In Dallas if they are eliminated in the first round. Okay, we're going to get to two more real quick here. Rams at Lions. That was the Lions' <laughs> first home playoff game in 30 years, and they are facing their former face of the franchise, Matthew Stafford. It's also the first time in history that both starting quarterbacks will be facing their former teams in the playoffs. So there's going to be a lot of emotion in this game. There's been reports that Lion fans want a Matthew Stafford jersey banned so at funny. this game. So it's tough. You know, he he left and then immediately won a Super Bowl his first year with the Rams. Didn't win a single playoff game with the Lions. So fans are a little salty, like rightfully so. So who needs this win more? I'm going to say the Lions. This yeah. is their first home playoff game in 30 years. They got robbed with that win against the Cowboys. They have a lot to prove that again they are the real deal, and it's going to be tough. Sean McVay knows Jared Goff very well. He knows his weaknesses. He knows how to play him, and Goff has a a lot to prove, a lot to prove here. So, yeah, this I is, mean, this, I, I'm so excited for this fe- one tomorrow.
4: Like you said, it Detroit. In six-plus decades, have one playoff victory. Detroit. In six-plus decades. Yeah. They need it. Yeah. They need it for the sake of the city, for the sake of the team, especially having such a good team and, and such a good season, right? Yeah. <laughs> Matthew Stafford and the Rams. You, We said it to Nikki Kay. Everybody at the start was like, rebuild season. They're going to tank. They're going for Caleb Williams.
3: I mean, I Here thought it was are. a risk. I was in Vegas before the season started. And I love going to a sports book and like betting at the sports book. I took uh, Rams over six and a half wins, and everyone's like, "You're crazy." I was like, "Come at He's me, crazy bro. now." Come at me, bro. Yeah. Okay, that's gonna pay out. And it's gonna go. pay out. Yeah, and look at them
4: now. I took so the I Lions
3: think... over six and a half wins.
4: Yeah, I I'm with you. I think the Lions need the win more, but yeah. the Rams
3: are. I here. It's like I. I I don't know what they have, but, man, they have something going on. They got something. Okay, let's get to our final game here. Uh, Eagles at Bucks. What a crazy turn of events for the Eagles, going from Super Bowl favorites to a complete unraveling, like just disaster at the end of the season, losing their last five of six games. Who needs to win this one more? The Eagles do. If they don't win, it's already being reported that Nick Sirianni is on the hot seat. Could be out of Philly. But also, like, let's take into consideration, this is an example of how tough it is to be a head coach in the NFL. He's had a winning season every year that he's been there. Okay? 2021, 9-8. 2022, he was in the Super Bowl. 2023, 11-6. And, like, if you... I, if he loses this there's a good chance that he is out and there's rumors that like hmm, bill belichick could be in and it's not just losing this game it's
4: just how you mentioned it the way it kind of spiraled out of control yeah. a lot of the games and i said this you know when we were talking about the eagles throughout the season they won a lot of games by a, by one score and i said to you i was like they don't look they were, look, ugly. They were yeah, ugly they don't wins. look great they're yeah. winning which good job cuz somebody has to win but it, they have not been the same team since last year. Their secondary is not what it was last year. And so I, I think it's not just, oh, you lost this game. We're getting Nick a, We're getting rid of Sirianni. It's so many other factors spiraling out at the end. Oh, yeah. No bueno. No bueno. You, All right. You remember what happens at the end more than you remember what happened at the beginning of the season. Well, yeah, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Right. In every, like, that's, in that's every a good career, way, yeah.
3: every season, everything. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break here. But when we come back, our end of season awards. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio
0: second and six at the browns 15 stroud under center fakes to toss now throws it back to the left has collins 10 5 to the corner he's in touchdown houston the Texans take the lead just like that And just
4: like that, the Browns have now taken the lead. But you just heard Texans radio network. They were on top. That was true. But in a matter of a minute ago, the Browns have taken the lead. Joe Flacco connecting with Kareem Hunt. So Browns on top of the Texans, 14 to 10
3: early in the second quarter. This is actually turning out to be an epic game. Uh, Yeah. It is is back and forth battle. Strong defense, like the best defense in the league with the Browns and CJ Stroud and Flacco just going at it. It's, yeah. whoo, this is what you want whoo, to kick off wild card weekend. I love it so much. <laughs>
4: love it so much. You know, I also love our show and you probably love it too. So oh, shortly after you. the show, our podcast is going to be going up. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to follow, rate, review the podcast. Alex and I will probably retweet the podcast. Definitely. Again, just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcast and you'll see the show posted right after we get off air. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to do the 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 fun fact, the the Instacart that we're trying to figure oh, out right yeah. now?
3: Share, share some Uh, some fun facts that were just given to us. Yes, so Mr. Steve Hartman, who will be on
4: uh, right after us with Ibram Salam, he came over and told us that he heard that if you signed up for Instacart, you got free per uh, per, uh, subscription of Peacock, which is the game later tonight, Chiefs and the dolphins you can only watch it on peacock and apparently you have to have like the best subscription of peacock not the general one that's 6 dollars yeah. uh, so i just went on instacart you can <laughs> sign up for a free trial this is not an ad you guys this is not this an ad is, we're just trying, trying to help, help you, out. you guys
3: I watch you want to watch yeah i game.
6: have i have another way to get peacock too okay. How? um Just go to uh, USC and take on soul crushing student debt, and you get free Peacock premium. (laughs) So that's that's how I get Peacock. So if anybody else, um, perfect. Yeah, that's how you do it.
3: Soul crushing student debt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Worth it?
6: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, fight on.
4: But I'm here on Instacart's page. You can sign up for a 14 day free trial of Instacart, and it's showing me Peacock. Okay, that I would get it. Okay.
3: So uh, we do it all the time. Sign up and, and then cancel, cancel like yes. immediately. So you get like the two weeks. Okay. You're there welcome. There you go. That's how you're going to get. Now let's get to our end of season awards. Yeah. Monts and I are going to go through our MVP, offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, rookie of the year and coach of the year. So let's get started with our MVP. I'll go first. I'm going to give it to Lamar Jackson. What he was able to accomplish this season without being a leader in majority of the quarterback's stats, I think speaks so highly to his greatness and his ability to win big games, but also shows how well-rounded of a player he is, right? Ravens had the best rushing offense this season. Lamar played a huge part as that dual threat. He led all quarterbacks in rushing yards, 821. This man went out and defeated every top team that he played in the league, 49ers, Dolphins, Texans, Rams, Lions. He is my MVP, Lamar Jackson.
4: My MVP has been the same MVP all season, Mr. uh, Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, I've been saying this since, what, week four or something? That Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP in a season where there was no dominant quarterback. This was the perfect time to give the award to a non-quarterback. We know it's going to a quarterback. It always It's a quarterback award. It's a quarterback award, and I thought this was the perfect year because... The MVP conversation changed from quarterback to quarterback week to week. And so Christian McCaffrey was a stud the whole season. He ended with 1,459 rushing yards, scored 21 touchdowns, tied with Raheem Mostert for the most this season. He didn't even play the final game. He also had 2,000 scrimmage yards, joining Eric Dickerson and Marshall Fultz as the only players in NFL history to do that for two different teams. In a team full of stars, McCaffrey still
3: stood out. All right, offensive player of the year. I have Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm still giving him his flowers. Um he had an incredible season, and this man is a big reason that the 49ers team had the success that they had, but they also have a lot of other weapons on that team right? right? that helped get them there. Um, as you mentioned, he led the league in rushing yards, nearly 300 more than the next person. Second in rushing touchdowns, he had 14 among all running backs. And second in receiving yards among all running backs, seven receiving touchdowns, most among running backs. So, yeah, Christian McCaffrey is definitely getting some some sort of hardware Sure, at the end of this season. Yeah. Okay, who do you got? For Offensive Player of the
4: Year, I have Tyree Kill, who led the league with 1,799 receiving yards, a big part of the best offensive team that we would see throughout the season. Explosive, right? The Dolphins, just their offense was the best offense. They led in total yards per game, 401. Most passing yards per game, 265. But yet, again, surrounded by a bunch of
3: weapons, Tyree Kill still stood out. And he watch. He's been in the MVP conversation. He wasn't well, outside of like the favorites, right? Um, I think fans. Sure, because
4: yeah, he stood yeah. out, you know. He and did. it's unfortunate that they didn't win bigger games because obviously that was a ding for yeah. him. But I think he was he is the offense player of the year. Okay,
3: defensive player of the year. I'm gonna go Miles Garrett. Brown's defense was great this season, and he was a big part of that. Brown's defense allowed the fewest yards per game. They were sixth in sacks. Garrett had a 14 of 49, 29% of Brown's sacks. Bottom line, he was the best player on the best defense this season, and their defense is a big reason they're playing right now. In this wild card game, I'm with you. I have Miles
4: Mer- uh, Garrett as well. 14 okay. sacks, like you mentioned, he's second in pass rush win rate despite facing the third highest double team rate. Like you throw everyone at him, yeah, and he's still successful. Oh yeah. Part of the big, you know, the, the reason the the Dolphins, the Browns are so good is their defense. Like yeah. yeah, but he's still he he's still attracted so much attention and made it easier for the rest of his team. To be so good on defense, so yeah,
3: Miles Garrett for sure, Defensive Player of the Year. Okay, let's get through these last two pretty quick. Got gotcha. you, so we can get to Jane Slater in just a couple minutes here. Uh, rookie of the Year, C.J. Stroud, <laughs> incredible season. First player in NFL history to have over four thousand passing yards and a passer rating over a hundred as a rookie. Set the rookie uh, set the record for passing yards in a single game by a rookie, and he completely turned this franchise around. I know.
4: All of that, and he still got hurt, and still all of that. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying?
3: Like, did you have him? Too? I did. Yeah. Okay. No, absolutely incredible. Okay. Coach Dan Campbell oh, and the Lions. That- First time the Lions have won the NFC North in 30 years. The way he brought this group together was incredible. In his third season, he has completely changed the culture here, right? First season, they were 313 and second season, nine and eight. Third season, 12 and five, and won the division.
4: I'm going to give Coach of the Year to Kevin Stefanski because of what he's done Yeah, with the Browns. Again, losing Nick Chubb so early. Deshaun Watson in and out, injured all, all these quarterbacks. Here you have Joe Flacco, and here you are, like, incredible. I'm giving it to Kevin
3: Stefanski. Okay, now let's check in with Eddie Garcia to see what's trending.
5: Well, Super Wild Card Weekend is underway, and it's been a super first half in Houston between the Texans and the Browns. Uh, Just moments ago, uh, uh, the biggest play so far in this game, C.J. Stroud involved. Here's
0: a little drop back and a pass to Brevin Jordan. Right side across the 35, cuts inside 40, 50, the 40 right sideline. He's going to go all the way. Brevin Jordan to the end zone. No flags. Touchdown. My goodness. The Texans go 76 yards in one play to retake the lead on Cleveland.
5: Texans radio with the call. that just the latest big play as Houston has a 17-14 lead over the Browns early in the second quarter. Both quarterbacks starting to put on a show here for C.J. Stroud. 7 of 11, 183 yards and two touchdowns in just a little over a quarter of work. Joe Flacco, not bad. 11 of 13, 146 yards. He has a touchdown pass as well. So this one is shaping up to be quite the shootout in Houston. Texans again leading the Browns 17 17- to 14 and we still have 12 minutes to go in the first half. And this is just the first game of Wildcard Weekend coming up 8 o'clock Eastern time in Kansas City. It's the Chiefs hosting the Dolphins forecast with for a temperature below zero at kickoff in this one. A couple of injury reports for the Dolphins. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver Raheem Mostert, the running back, both expected to play in this one, both nursing ankle and knee issues. Now we have two games today, two games Sunday and two games Monday because the NFL announced earlier today the Bills Steelers game originally scheduled for Sunday has been move to Monday because of severe weather in Buffalo. Again, that game between the Steelers and Browns, now a 4.30 p.m. Eastern time kickoff on Monday. Some college basketball. Number three, Kansas beat number nine, Oklahoma 78-66. Top-ranked Purdue down Penn State, 95-66. Number five, Tennessee over Georgia, 85-79. And sixth-ranked Kentucky upset by Texas A&M, 97-92 in overtime. Number seven, North Carolina beat Syracuse 103-67. Wins for number 15, Wisconsin and number 22, Creighton. And in the NHL, the Capitals beat the Rangers 3-2. Now back to Monsi Milano and Alex Curry in the Tire Rack.com, Fox Sports Radio Studios.
3: Thank you, Eddie. You're listening to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monty Bolaños. We are broadcasting live from the tyrack.com studios in Los Angeles. Thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon with Monty and me. Uh, we hopefully have uh, NFL Network's Cowboys reporter Jane Slater coming up in just a moment. But until we get a hold of Jane, I mentioned that Monty and I filled out our playoff brackets. We did. Like 15 minutes before we went live. We did, yeah. Today. And there were a couple, <laughs> a couple moments of like, I changed my Super Bowl champion like right before we went live I I've, uh, I've, I've gone back and forth between this so many times but we're just gonna run through real quick okay let's go okay? and we're gonna we're gonna say who we took are you ready yes. so let's start in the divisional round okay. um this game right now are you taking Houston or Cleveland oh I'm taking did Cleveland I wrote Cleveland you did confidently you know what I actually don't know if I want to like is this gonna be giving away our picks? For the next segment. Okay, then maybe just who do you have in the conference championship? That might kind of give away picks, but maybe not. Maybe it is a little obvious. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little obvious, but if you want to do that. It's going to take a moment to get there. Yeah. How about this? (laughs) Guys. Which one are you least confident about (laughs)
4: OK, yeah, okay. I am the, the most uncomfortable matchup is actually Tampa Bay and Philadelphia for me right now. OK, that's the most uncomfortable matchup where okay. I keep changing my mind. OK, I wrote down Tampa first and then I took it off and I put Eagles. OK, that's how I, I'm very and I, I want to take it off now, but you told me I can't change it anymore. Yeah, you can't change it <laughs>
3: anymore. We can't <laughs> so, do that. So that's where I'm at. Like, um, I, I, I don't know. OK, you know what? I'm actually happy that we're not going through this because I want to save this for the next segment. We have Jane Slater. Is she here? Yes. Okay. It is time for our guest, one of my favorite humans, the best in the biz, NFL Network's Cowboys reporter, Jane Slater. You have been putting in the work today and this entire week, woman. Hello. You know, it's fun. It's playoffs, right? So so we get into all the fun
7: storylines and uh, I mean, there's just so much. With the playoffs in general, I mean, gosh. I'm okay. sort of – I was joking today. I was the indoor cat because I didn't get out of bubble of time. You
3: look so beautiful and warm <laughs> in Dallas. And then I was watching um, NFL Network this morning, and they were going to all the different reporters. I was like, Jane has it so good right now. <laughs> she I is do. glowing. That's- she looks warm. <laughs> Everyone else is, like, Freezy? outside freezing <laughs> trying to figure – what are they going to do? I love it so much. But this is a big one, Jane, for the Cowboys. So take us take us into the locker room. What has been the mood this whole week, and are they feeling any outside pressure? You know, they're not. It's,
7: it's crazy watching the evolution of this team because this team and the continuity and the confidence reminds me so much of Dak's meteoric rise that rookie season of his. Remember, that's when he came in and he took the job from Tony Romo, and, you know, there were so many twists and turns in that season alone, but that was just a team that really felt like they had something. And then since then, there were all sorts of setbacks and coaching changes. But this week, you know, I would it's interesting, all this outside talk about the coaching carousel uh, and whether Dan Quinn, who has, you know, been one of the top candidates the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. This year it feels very real uh, that he could move on, and why wouldn't you? You know, the opportunity that, you know, potentially, again, they're not going to talk about it right now because they're getting ready to go into postseason, but what if he went back to Seattle as the Legion of Boom? And Micah Parsons sort of alluded to this this week that, you know, this might be the last one for DQ. And J. Ron Kirst told me this week that, you know, the love and respect they had for their coach who had these opportunities. I mean, Denver was – you know, one we heard about last year, and that he kept coming back because he felt like they had unfinished business. And this defense, the way they played uh, in the absence of Trayvon Diggs, starting off the season, we said this was a championship-level defense, and oh, yeah. Trayvon had just signed the extension, and then a fluke accident in practice rendered him out for the season, and then in steps to Ron Bland. And then you lose Leighton Vandresch, who was so key as one of your linebackers uh, helping stop the run He gets a season-ending injury. And then you've gotten guys like Marquise Bell to step up. And, you know, this defensive line. And it allows you to continue to use Micah Parsons at his chest piece. And so it just can't be understated what Dan Quinn has done for them. And to go back to your question, I feel this sense of urgency in the locker room because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's an interesting sort of subplot that's going on in Dallas as a result of all of this exterior pressure. But also – You know, the big issue for Dallas heading into the postseason last year was, remember, they also finished up the regular season finale on the road against Washington, laid an egg. And Dak had all of those interceptions last year, and we were talking about, you know, leading the league in interceptions. Well, this year he's leading the league in touchdowns. And, you know, we had a really interesting discussion this week about some of the struggles both last year and at at times this year was sometimes when – they were getting single safety looks. And, you know, when you're throwing the ball in tight windows, sometimes Dak can explain to me that, you know, he, he was getting greedy at times, uh, but he's going to throw it, and this year he's only throwing one. You know, that's a heat check. But he's still throwing those tight throws. It's just now the receivers are very familiar with where he's going to throw that ball, but more importantly, they're familiarizing themselves with some of the coverages they're getting in terms of their depth of speed, where's the linebacker, where's the safety, where's the corner. And because of that enhanced communication, that's why you're seeing some of his success. And then the seam routes really working well for them this year with Jake Ferguson. And so I say all this to you guys, because all of these pieces have been clicking this year on that Texas mm-hmm. coast offense. I know we, we have talked about that at times, guys, it was sort of slow to come along. Uh, but now that it's, you know, they've, Seemingly gotten that together. They've seemingly gotten uh, the defensive side of the ball right. I mean, the kicking situation last year, Brett Maher, you know, we were nervous when we saw Aubrey miss that one kick last weekend. Uh, of course, it was, you know, a block. And then he missed a field goal, and he was like, perfect. Kevin Burkhart, you're my boy, but why'd you jinx him? <laughs> Love it. Um, but I think everybody's very comfortable with Aubrey. I mean, Aubrey himself mm-hmm. thinks that he can back it up to the 70. And so all of these pieces that I had questions and mark – Question mark four for Dallas last year heading the postseason. I don't know if they're necessarily there. And then a little bit of luck lately, right? The Detroit Lions game seemingly changes them from the fifth seed to the two seed. And while I think Green Bay is incredibly talented on offense, their defense has really hurt them this year. And then Jair Alexander this week gets a freak injury and rolls his ankle. Oh yeah. Yeah. So now you might be missing one of your starting corners, which is wild. So it's just... You know, maybe there is something to the Jimmy curse. Jimmy, <laughs> you know, for fans that don't know, finally went into the ring of honor that Jerry was so petty about not putting oh. him for years. And uh, then all these things started clicking. So I do think it's really, really interesting. Interesting. I didn't even I've think covered about this that. Team for, I I've covered this think team, about team about for that. 12 years, Alex. Yeah. We know. I always feel like it's it's Murphy's Law with them. Anything yep. that can go wrong does. But this year, yeah. and again, it's a long-winded answer, but anything that can go right seemingly has.
4: Right. Alex and I were talking that we feel that there may be jobs on the line here. Like, if for whatever reason the Cowboys lose to the Packers, do
7: you think Mike McCarthy and maybe
4: Dak's job is on the line?
7: Uh, I think Dak's safe in Dallas. Uh, I, I, I think it's so hard to find a franchise quarterback. And I think Dak's only 31. So, I mean, in terms of age for a quarterback, I mean, he's beginning to sort of hit his stride, right? So... I think he's safe. I don't think Todd Francis is going to make these negotiations easy. He certainly didn't make them easy in the past. They've been contentious. And then they've got to figure out ways to sign Edie Lamb. And then Micah Parsons with a really interesting nugget this week. When he mm-hmm. talked about Dan Quinn leaving, he said, well, Dan might take me with him. And we were all like, interesting. what is that? That's an interesting shot over Ooh. the mouth. Oh. Uh, but as for Mike McCarthy, here's what I would say about that. There's a lot of smoke. Sometimes there's smoke, there's a lot of fire. And I, I found it very interesting that Adam Schefter had something to say about this. Okay. Peter King slips that stuff in. And we know that those guys talk to Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but what I know about Jerry, because I know some of the moving pieces, in the past, man, he's thrown out Sean Payton for years. I mean, the, the, the myth and the legend that was Sean, Sean Payton just hovered over Jason Garrett's shoulder for so long. And he ultimately didn't do it, Right. Sometimes I feel like Jerry and Stephen Jones alo- alluded to this this week on one of five through the fan, you know, we're in a talent evaluation business and the coach is no different. And so I think it all depends because I, I would like to credit Mike McCarthy for three, 12, one season,
6: mm-hmm.
7: you know, yeah. a third straight trip to the postseason. yeah What's hurt him is those two, em- not just losses, but embarrassing losses, you know, okay. Dak, Failing to spike the ball in time against Jimmy Garoppolo in the 49ers in Dallas, and then last year, you know, our lingering image of Zeke lining up at center yeah. and getting blasted. You know, his last time in the uniform when Tony Pollard went down, they seemingly had no answers on offense. And so, if they were to get, if they were to get beat at home, yeah. to Green Bay, Green yeah. Bay, by this team with this young defense then I think we're having a more serious discussion about the hot seat that is Mike McCarthy. But I think finding continuity is hard. Yes. And I think finding a coach that has sort of delegated and endeared himself to that locker room in the sense that he lets them sleep in their beds before home games, which a lot of fans may not know. That's, that's not normal. That is not normal. You know, they, they, they usually stay they, in hotels correct yeah and to the players it may not sound like a big deal to those of us on the outside but the players say might trust them as men and to their credit Mm. you would think these guys might be out partying the night before old cowboy teams i covered dead alex
3: um and then we know athletes
7: right they they haven't uh and they they haven't lost one yet at home um he gives more veteran rest days and if you talk to a player the one thing they love the most about a coach is a coach that preserves their body so that yeah. they can play mm-hmm. longer. And so those little things and whether Mike deserves the credit for this offense or some would say Dak and CD after the bye week sort of came together and said, we're not doing these short, you know, passing routes. We're going to open this book up, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? But I, I was talking a curse about this this weekend. He said, it's not a dictatorship around here. Mike values our input. So that stuff can't be understated. So I don't know what to make of these rumors. I think it's easy and it's low-hanging fruit. Bill Belichick is out there. Uh, a couple of years ago, back in 2019, Jerry went on the radio and talked about this really interesting story where he was on the ski in at Snowmass in Aspen, and Bill, of all people, tapped him on the shoulder while he was renting out skis for his grandkids and said, you know, I can coach. If you ever have a head coaching job, think of me. And Bill, a man of very few words to reporters, we had a very lengthy conversation about his love and admiration for Jerry when I ran into him in Miami at the Super Bowl.
3: And so I think that there's intrigue as it relates to it. If yeah. I can put money on it. You're, you're, taking, hear, you're taking Cowboys are doing pretty good. You think they're, they're, they're going to win tomorrow? I Jane, I love been, you so much. I am getting waved by my producer right oh, now. Sorry. That I, I, can talk this I stuff know. Hours, I know. <laughs> and <laughs> if you want to continue to hear Jane tune in to NFL Network, she is going to be breaking all of this down tomorrow. Everything. Jane, I love you so much. Thank you for coming on and have so much fun tomorrow. You're the best. All right. We're going to take one more break when we come back. Monty and me have our game picks. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Here's a little drop back and a pass to Brevin Jordan. Right side across the 35, cuts inside 40, 50, the 40, right sideline. He's going to go all the way. Brevin Jordan to the end zone. No flags. Touchdown. My goodness. The Texans go 76 yards in one play to retake the lead on Cleveland.
4: My goodness is right. You heard it all on the Texans radio network. They're up on the Browns. 17-14, two minutes to go in the first half. And it has been an exciting first half, first game of Super Wild Card Weekend. I mean, what else could you ask for?
3: This. I mean, this is the only (laughs) – we're about to give our picks. We didn't do this one, obviously, because the game was already going to be underway. But I did pick Houston – Monty did. I did pick, pick Cleveland. Cleveland. I did. So it's. like this could really go either way yeah. right now. You're listening to Fox Sports Saturday. I'm Alex Curry here with Monty Bolanos. We are broadcasting live from TyRc. studios in Los Angeles, and it is time for our Wild Card Weekend game picks. We're gonna do them all. Producer Bo, how did we do last week? And then lead us through. Uh,
6: last week, Alex, you went two and two. Uh, <sighs> Monty, I hate that I'm gonna say this. Uh, four and zero oh last <laughs> week. Um, I didn't even. Yeah, season totals, uh, Alex, 38-22, or 38 and uh, maybe something else. I did my math wrong. 38-22, okay, yeah. 47-21 yeah. okay. for Monty. Uh, we're going to do this pretty quickly here, guys. Okay. Dolphins at Chiefs. Chiefs a four-and-a-half-point favorite.
3: I'm taking the Chiefs. This is Mahomes bread and butter. They are playing at home. It is in freezing conditions. It's going to be a running game, and because of that, I think it evens the playing field a little more for Kansas City.
4: Yeah, I also am taking Kansas City.
6: All right, Steelers at the Bills. This game got moved to Monday. It did. Uh, the Bills, I believe they're a nine and a half, ten 10-point favorite.
4: I, yeah. Go. I, I'm taking the Bills. I think they're on a good roll right now. And as much as the Steelers have a really good defense – that Josh Allen is not going to lose that game.
3: No, this is a must win for Josh Allen yeah. and the Bills. I'm taking the Bills.
6: All right, Packers at, at Cowboys. Cowboys, seven-point favorite at home.
3: All right, Cowboys, I'm taking the Cowboys. They're undefeated at home this season, and this is a must-win game for Dak and McCarthy's jobs. I'm with you. Dallas wins this one at home.
6: Rams sure. at Lions, three-point favorite.
4: I don't like this Take one. It. Go, I'm going go. Lions.
3: Lions beat the Rams. I'm taking Rams all the way, baby. <laughs> Eagles and
6: Bucks. Eagles, a three-point low um, favorite.
3: Eagles. Eagles. I'm taking, are you taking the Eagles? Eagles. I really r- race Tampa Bay. I put Eagles. I don't know. Oh, oh. Boo. This is the one you crossed out last that minute. That was the one I crossed out last You're minute. coming over to the dark side? I think so. Eagles are
6: losing and hiring Belichick.
3: Whoa. <laughs> okay. Stay with that. Stay with that. All right. Thank you for spending your Saturday afternoon with us. We'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Have a fun wild card NFL weekend. Bye. At Bed
0: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
7: Now, I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen
0: to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)